And uh, anything else you guys want to hear? Jacob, be sure to clip this part out. Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the one where we review The Edge of Seventeen. Eh, I just picked one. I am Brandon Rabar. My co-hosts, as always, are Jacob Crisip and Rachel Jameson. And uh, if you don't know what The Edge of Seventeen is, check out this trailer. There are two types of people in the world. The people who naturally excel at life. Golden boy. What's up? And the people who hope all those people die in a big explosion. Look at that stupid shirt my brother's wearing. When I was 13, it was clear which side of the equation I was on. Are you even up there? But that's what best friends are for. Nick is like right there. God, Juby made him so hot. And I had Krista. Krista! Oh my God! My brother? Seriously? I can't help how I feel. You turn into a completely different person. Why don't you try being positive? Mom's gonna write down the next thing you're gonna say. I'm not playing your little games, Nadine. Congratulations. You have all the answers, don't you? No, which is why I wish I had a mother who would notice. When I was younger, so what did I do to make such a perfect kid, huh? Today, I never need you having a problem today, Nadine? Several. I don't really have any friends at the moment. Help me if you can. Life isn't fair sometimes, Nadine, okay? You gotta get over it. Don't be awkward. Life's about taking risks. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Thank you, Jacob. All right, The Edge of Seventeen is described thusly. High school life gets even more unbearable for Nadine when her best friend Krista starts dating her older brother. I think that's too simple. Boy, that is very... That, wow. is, that is a really, really... I don't know who... who made that synopsis but that doesn't do it justice it's a comedy drama uh written and directed by kelly freeman craig uh starring Haley steinfeld of course from true grit nominated when she was a little girl for that uh Haley lou richardson blake jenner kira sedgwick and woody harrelson let's just jump into it this is kind of a coming of age comedy drama teen movie but with a brain and heart yeah that's how i would say like it's, we lack quite a bit when it comes to teen movies yeah because you usually get kind of the cut and paste you know well how would i describe it i mean they're usually just kind of popcorn puff pieces sure like a uh, guilty pleasure type movies yeah, guilty like, pleasure. she's yeah. all that she's can't all hardly that. wait yes which the i love can't hardly wait oh i love the i yeah. love all those movies well, that's honestly i was a teenager when i was in high school oh yeah, yeah. i got to have sex tonight <laughs> Nope. <laughs> that was Can't that's Hardly, hardly Wait. wait. Oh. Uh, uh, I yeah. like that you said you were a teenager in high school. That's good. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it would be like the, the kid in uh, uh, Almost Famous. We're like 12 years old and graduated. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I'm not that smart. But she's all that. Rachel Lee Cook. Um, once she took those glasses off, she was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Uh but, you know, then more recently you have movies like Mean Girls, which was a smart movie and a really yep. well-done movie, yeah. but it didn't really have the drama. What I liked about Edge of Seventeen is, I mean, it was pretty much equal parts drama and comedy. Let's jump into it. Very Where, Juno. Yeah, it was very Juno. I mean, yeah. I, I, it was, you know, to me it was like Juno without the, uh, 
without the heavy-handed pregnancy. Yes, yeah. like the yeah. Well, except this one's more about loss and communication and things right. like that. Yeah, I guess it wasn't like as political. Like <laughs> Juno is kind of like pushing its propaganda. Yeah. And the kids talked way too smart on that movie. These and kids Juno. seem, yeah, these That's kids true. seem really realistic. That's true. So it really wasn't anything like Juno, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for that, that witty, sarcastic humor, though. Yeah, the, uh, the humor is similar. Yes. By the way, we always spoil here in yeah. Pulp Fiction, so we'll just dive right in. By the way, I like Juno. I thought I like it was Juno a good movie. A lot. Yeah, and yeah. it was nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here and we are. Won Best Screenplay, I believe. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was a good movie. But yeah, I do think that the kids in this movie were more realistic. Rachel, what did you think overall of Edge of Seventeen? I thought it was really good. It was. Um, it seemed really realistic, and it didn't take advantage of people's emotions. I thought everything. When you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, I can see why she's so devastated by this. But at the same time, you're thinking, well, when she's my age, it'll just be a funny anecdote. Like, it's it was interesting being able to watch on with both different perspectives on that. Like, as an adult. Like, you remember feeling that way. Right. Like and I totally understand things. why she is. But you also want to tell her, like, hey, it's really not going to matter at all right. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, what did you think of the movie? Uh, yeah, I was surprising. It was... It was surprisingly good. You know, I, I knew the critics were, you know, it was, it was we're getting it was getting good praise to the critics. Oh, critics love it. Yeah. Um, I hadn't but seen you the trailer. Were so I didn't know anything about it. I, absolutely. You know, I'm a I'm a dude. You know, what do I know about, you know, being a 17 year old chick, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's hard, man. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I had some I had some good laughs pretty early on, and and really a lot of it stuck with me. A lot of the uh, a lot of the humor did. A lot of the, I think natural reactions, the authentic, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Really, if you're going to say that about a you know what could be labeled as like you know a, a not a kid movie, but uh, anyway, it's a coming of age coming story. of age movie. Yeah, there you go. it is because it just sets itself up for so many cliches, and it does a good job of not doing that. Yes, it shows everyone's emotions, not just. Uh, not just the main characters. Yes, you know, you see how the brother and the mother and the friends. I mm-hmm. mean, and even the love interests, their sides of the story. Right. Uh, so I really appreciated that. I mean, I just don't see that very often. I mean, I, I thought this was a really good movie. I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I actually, I, we, we haven't seen a lot of the Oscar hopefuls yet. You know, a lot of those are still to be released. But as of right now, it's in my like top three to five of the year. That's yeah. how much I liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. And because the the dramatic parts really moved me and felt real to me and were convincing. But also I laughed a lot. Now, Woody Harrelson was hilarious. Oh, he was oh, great. Uh, fantastic. He, he was such – he played her teacher, um, her favorite teacher. And uh, their relationship is great because they're kind of rude to each other. But she doesn't really have any friends. She's lonely. She and and he's just kind of there to there for her. It's n- nothing special. But their relationship is really really cool. And yeah. and he was really really funny. His dry, um, his dry humor and his resistance to be you know sweet melodramatic. Th- this movie avoided melodrama. In a lot of ways, which it could have. So many movies yes, like this I go there, that. and this one didn't go there, and I really like that about it. I think one thing that we should note when uh, you know talking about the description, where it's simply like her best friend dates her older brother. I one big huge thing that left out about that is, you know, 
Her father died. Her father mm-hmm. died when she was probably what, probably twelve years old. Is that right? Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, and yeah. so for the last five years, you know, she said everything's just gone downhill from there. So you get the idea of you have this teenage girl growing up in a single parent home with a parent that has deceased, and everyone's dealing with their own their emotions in a different way. Right, and hers are generally uh, me, me, me. Really, kind of selfish, selfish. Yeah. Um, you feel for, but then she complains so much that. You kind of see everyone turning against her, like really yeah. everyone. And it's just like, hey, stop talking, stop complaining, stop yes. saying anything, yes. and think about someone else for once. Yeah. yeah, which is hard to say to someone who's lost a parent, right? You know, so it's it's it, they did a good job of you know showing that that period of time, whether it be like when she was twelve or you know really I guess just seventeen now. And I guess the transition throughout the year, especially in the US, now that her best friend is dating her other brother, who, by the way, she despises. Right. Well, and that's the thing. She wasn't close to anyone in her family except for her dad. She did despise her older brother, and then she felt like her mom never liked her. The The mom and brother were really close, and the mom and uh, the her and her dad were really close. Well, she lost her dad. So she really feels like she has no one except for her best friend. And so when her best friend starts dating her brother, like her world gets rocked. And she kind of seeks solace and comfort in this boy she's had a crush on forever. And, uh, you know, it leads to a really hilarious uh, scene where she sends this really long Facebook message talking about basically how she wants to get with him. And uh, and she wants to (laughs) kill herself because of it. And which leads to an even more funny scene of Woody Harrelson reading the message Uh, and attempting to console her in his own way. Uh, but yeah, they, they did show nobody was like cardboard, cardboard characters, like, you know, 2d characters. They were all very fleshed out and it wasn't just our main character. It was all the side characters and I really liked our characters, but at the same time, our main character who you're rooting for, cause you feel for her, you do see why other people are really getting irritated with her. Yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, I wasn't a really big fan of her character throughout the movie. Like, yeah, she was funny, and I I love sarcastic witty, which she did a whole lot of that more so early on. But like, I was getting very frustrated with her and her selfishness. Well, right. and I think that was purposeful, sure. because at the beginning it was a little bit endearing. I, and I think we was... all knew it was going to come down to right. I'm sorry. So, yeah, what'd y'all think of her older brother? Because we saw him earlier. Okay, the actor's name is uh, Blake Jenner. Mm-hmm. And we saw him earlier this year in um, Everybody Wants Some, the baseball player. Yeah. yeah. Now, I didn't care much for him. I like that movie, but I didn't care much for him in that movie. Yeah, there's something about him just was kind of annoying, cheesy almost. Um, what did y'all think about him in this movie? I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't really have an issue with him. I liked that they – I liked his character quite a bit. But yeah. as far as like his performance, I, I thought he did an acceptable job. He wasn't outstanding or – or bad to me. I th- I think he did a good job of kind of being restrained. He was kind of the rock of the family. He was kind of what was interesting is they set him up. You know, they tell him in the very beginning that he's kind of arrogant and cocky and douchey and like the but way he don't. looks. Well, I, she says it in her narrative. She says that, and and they keep kind of poking fun at him for being obsessed with his body and. For all those things and him, you know, being a natural winner and stuff like that. I think that we're pre-programmed to think that those kind of guys are going to be douches. And so I kind of kept expecting him or waiting for him to be, but he never was. Like, he was a good dude, and he really was just kind of struggling to keep the family together. And even though our main character despised him, 
he never gave us any sort of reason to dislike him. I didn't think, and well, I thought I thought he played it well. I thought he would be the closest to be the cardboard cutout, you right? Know? And they did kind of, you know, all the way to the very end, kind of kept him that way. That he kept it very close to the vest, but it wasn't until you know he was having that conversation with her. Oh, I guess in the doorstep of At uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, house, teacher's house, yeah. was like, hey why do you think I'm doing this? And why do you think I'm trying to stay close to home because of this? It's like, okay, well now you've shown more human side to yourself, but we're like 30 minutes, 20 minutes to the end of the movie. Right. So he was pretty cliche throughout, you know, but I, I thought he was really good in it actually. Yeah. Cause I, when I finally realized who it was, I was like, Oh yeah, this guy is kind of a, kind of a B actor, but I thought he showed a little flex. You yeah, know? he did. I was, yeah. I thought he did a good job. He, uh, he, I think it was almost purposeful that he was uh, kind of – I don't think that we were supposed to know his true intentions and heart until the end because we didn't really know. You know, Nadine didn't trust him with with his – with her best friend and all those things. And I don't know – I don't know. He was kind of the all-American boy, uh, but he was deeper – he ended up being deeper than that. Yeah, I liked him. What did you think of Kira yeah. Cedric? Her character kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. She was pretty annoying. Are she was probably fans of her. I have no attachment to her at I all. would say I'm completely neutral on Kira Sedgwick. I, I can't think of a single role where I was like, yay, good job, Kira Sedgwick. And I can't think of a single role where I'm like, ooh, Kira. She's always, <laughs> I, I always see her and I'm like, oh, she's married to Kevin Bacon. That's what I think I didn't of her. That. Oh, really? I didn't that, either. Yeah, that's the only thing I think of when I see her is that. She's she's married to Kevin Bacon. I was uh, I always loved her from Phenomenon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, I don't know why more people don't don't talk. Or I mean, it's not an amazing movie, you know. But I always thought it was a, a really good movie that year. Yeah, it was a good. No, it was a good movie. And, uh, you know, so what? I, I always I, loved her because of that of her in that role. I think it's not fair for me to say that she annoyed me. It, she was exactly what she was supposed to be, and she had a few funny parts and a few funny moments. I did think it was funny when she was like giving her <laughs> Nadine advice. And saying things like, <laughs> like, you know what I do? Uh, I just like to tell myself that everyone in the world is, is as miserable <laughs> yeah. as I am. It's comforting. It's comforting. And like, you know so you should do? try that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she was kind of a terrible mom. Yeah, But she just, wanted to be a good mom. She did want to be. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so funny about Kira Cedric playing this role. I've never seen her play kind of comedy, and I wasn't really comfortable with it. Uh-huh. It just didn't seem right because she was very serious mother-type role in Phenomenon. She was the main character. Or closer, which I'm sure she was nominated a couple times at least. Right, yeah, for she was. In that. Yeah, she I was. I mean, it was seemed like it always got pretty good praise. Yeah. So to see her in this role was like, oh, that's weird. I'm not used to seeing her being kind of uh, ditzy. Oh, I mean, whatever. Which is how she was at first. Yeah. But then you see she's kind of doing her own battles too. That just kind of wraps around how this movie does a good job of showing everyone's emotional emotions, yeah. but they're all like so different. Like how yeah. you know how's this family? Like all from the same genes, you know. Mm-hmm. Whenever you got uh, athletic brother, space cadet, kind of weird mom, and then you've got, you know, Haley Steinfeld, yeah, being Juno, right? Which I <laughs> wonder how much is going to start getting compared to Juno after I start listening to you know more critics yeah. after this podcast, out of curiosity. Yeah, I, no, I can see that. I really can see the Juno comparison. I think that uh, I do think that one of the best moments for me in the entire movie. Uh, did involve Kara Sedgwick was when uh, she was at her mom's work because she didn't want to get out of the car. 
And she's kind of annoying her mom. They're going back and forth. They're going at each other. And Kara Sedgwick tells her that your dad would be so disappointed in what you're becoming. And and you see it in Haley Seinfeld's face because her dad was her world. Like, that's who she loved more than anybody. And yeah. so to hear those words, your dad would be disappointed. Like, I thought that was one of the better moments in the movie. And Jacob is pulling up somebody that I cannot believe we haven't brought up yet because to right. me he was like a standout he in the entire so movie. Amazing. And probably the best overall character, my favorite character in the entire movie. Yeah, Hayden yeah. Zito. Yeah, uh, who plays Irwin. How was your weekend? It was below average. Yeah. Okay. How was your weekend? Oh, I um, uh, I golfed. Mm-hmm. Like mini, like mini, mini golf. Like <coughs> I don't know why I did that. I'll pick that up. Um, but yeah. Tim's Fun Park. Yeah. We should go sometime. Yeah, we should. But with like like a group of people, like like with like several people. Just us. Like just 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 us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, our group. Yeah, our group. That'd be. I think that'd be so much more fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You ever seen him or heard of him before? Never have. I looked him up after this, and I found out something that blew my mind. He's thirty-one. Whoa! Yeah, dude, he just played like a eighteen-year-old. Yeah, and he was convinced he looked yeah. super young. And huh. they talked. To, I read an interview, and the the director said that she he was actually the first person she cast because he came in. He was the third person to read for this role, and it was perfect. And she didn't care that he was thirty-one because he was too perfect, and he looked like he was he eighteen. Was so adorable and charming and sweet and awkward. He was. He was. He it, was amazing. Yeah, I really, really liked him. He was really, really endearing. But yes. His his awkwardness and and nervousness around Nadine because you have this Nadine character who she doesn't have any friends, and and even her being awkward and kind of gothic or whatever you want to. Call it mood, just a moody teen, not even right. gothic. He, he reminded me a lot of uh, Michael Sarah from Arrested Development as George Michael. Yeah, yeah, I can you see know? that. Like that kind of scattered, but with like, more responses. Heart. Yeah, but with more heart. I feel. I don't know. George I know Michael you don't like Arrested Development, but he was he, he was, was a very good soft kid. character. He yeah. was a good yeah. kid. Yeah, it's just that we know Michael Sarah now. Yeah, I think <laughs> Michael Sarah so. like slapping Rian. Uh, yeah. who whose ass did he slapping? This is the end. Nicki Minaj was it, was it Nicki Minaj? I, thought <laughs> I it was can't Rihanna. remember. I think it was one Rihanna. of them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Irwin. Irwin was great though. <laughs> like props to uh, to him. I, I he was really really likable, and uh, the relationship was really cute. And his reactions to his to, his speech when he's presenting his film was one of my favorite things because <laughs> yeah. it was just a, a bunch of awkward arm movements, and then like, okay, bye. Did you see? Did you see that coming though? That they were gonna kind of. Buddy up at the end. I thought it was pretty, pretty well, ridiculous. No, I hope so. But in a lot of these movies, they don't end up with the sweet guy. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah, like a lot of times they'll end up like in these teen movies. So many times she would have ended up with like the jock, good looking, like the nerdy girl gets the super athletic jock dude. Obviously, in this movie, that would have been her brother, so that wouldn't have worked. But you know, she would have <laughs> ended up with, if not the pet lane guy, because he was a douche. 
the one that she had a crush on. It would have been some other really popular, good-looking dude. She kind of ended up with the nerdy, awkward guy, which I liked. Yeah, she found her her niche. You right. Know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I was waiting for someone to say it, which. Woody Harrelson's wife finally did like, hey, it's a phase of your life. It'll pass. Right. I was worried that we were going to hear it over and over again. Uh, no, but they, they did a pretty good job of staying away from it. Yeah. I love that they didn't shove anything down your throat. And you keep waiting just because it's a thing and you're watching a movie. You're waiting for that big speech. And you're like, okay, Woody Harrelson's going to drive her home now and he's going to give her the speech. And he never did that. And I appreciated that that was never a thing. Were y'all, were y'all getting a little bit nervous about her being around Woody Harrelson too much? No, like I as far wasn't. as no, I could tell that that it wasn't going to go there. Well, I was assuming it wouldn't, but I loved that when he pulled up in front of her house, he was like, "I don't have anything else to say except get out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah. good." Yeah, no, I, I, I love though that you're exactly right. One of the best things about this movie, it avoided the melodrama. It avoided. It was like real life. In real life, you don't get, you don't learn and come of age through big speeches. You know, and things like that. It's just like quite little moments where you learn. And I think that's, for example, one of my favorite parts was, and it was just a little thing, when she was leaving to go to Irwin's little film festival at the very end, kind of her reconciliation with her brother and her best friend, she came down and she, her best friend was like, hey, can I call you? She said, okay. She walks out. And her friend was like, that was good. And her brother's like, yeah. She said, I miss her. Like, that's the kind of stuff that happens in real life. It's not big trumpeted speeches do you think also when you think of the ending of this movie how it kind of somewhat like the ending of mean girls also remember the end of mean girls where all the reginas hanging out with a different crowd and they're all hanging out with like they found like oh, their, yeah. their, their yeah. niche again their yeah. little cliques yeah separate from the mean girls right yeah, yeah. no that's true that's yeah. true yeah i mean it's I, I, th- I think when you're doing a t-movie it's impossible to avoid any sort of you know generalization yeah. or i mean you're just going to this is a good example of one. You know, it's too bad that we're not doing a top five list this week because when are we going to review movies. a lot of teen movies? Oh, man. Yeah. We missed a freaking good opportunity there. Oh, well, we'll do it some other time. Uh, I really like this movie. And I don't, do you guys have anything else to, to say about no, it? No, no. I think anyone who. Look, look, there's a lot of great movies out all of a sudden. Yeah. As we've been talking yeah. about all year long, I'll say it that way. And um, if you want something that's not like going to be uh, graphic. Or over the top, or or I'll say comic booky, or Star Wars. Um, go check out this movie. I think it was very good. It's it's different. It's a good solid teen kind of movie that we just haven't seen in a while. If not, there's only been two or three in the last fifteen years. I feel yeah. like yeah, at this level, yeah, absolutely. Uh, last thing I'll say, like I said, so far right now, it's in my top three to five movies of the year. That's how much I liked it, and the soundtrack I really really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. especially you said that. That's why I was listening to it when y'all yeah. came in tonight. Yeah, especially the Dickhead song. I was a big fan of the I thought that was the worst one, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just so funny and perfect. I actually read, I'll talk to you guys about it off the air, but uh, she put a lot of thought into the, the writer-director. What, what I liked about this, everything was really personal to her. Like, every single song she selected, there was a story behind why she selected or how she came about selecting it. It's kind of a cool story. It's in Entertainment Weekly, I think, this week. Sometimes uh, directors have to be careful when they start having really good soundtracks. I think um, Cameron Crowe mm-hmm. is a good example because the movie becomes more about the soundtrack than it does right, the yeah, movie. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Now, that being said, I love Cameron Crowe movies. He has great soundtracks in his movies. But what's the one, the, the uh, not the Beatles. The, uh, Across the Universe? Across the Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that one. Hard I'll have to think night. about this. There's a movie out there where you can just tell it was their intent 
to play every music that they thought was awesome, but uh, it just kind of became pretentious. In right. The end. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can tell you that uh, Zach Brass movies. That's a good example of one. Now I love The Shins, but um, oh, his movie came out in like 2005. Garden State. Yes, Garden State. Yeah. I think that was yeah, just an excuse for Zach State. Braff to show off, show off his music. Yeah. That that's being said, true. Yeah. I love the shins. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great soundtrack. Yeah. Good soundtrack. Really, really here, good though. soundtrack. Anything else you'd like to add, Rachel? No, it's really good. And I I agree. If you have like family coming into town, this is a fairly safe movie for teens and up. I mean, and I yeah. mean, like probably young, 13, 14. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I got to bring up something about the uh, Petland guy. Mm. All right, so does he not remind you of that kind of dude boyfriend in the Pixar movie about the, about the kid, the kid, the brains, the Inside Out, inside like out. the cliche boyfriend that they can just put on a repeat and he stacks oh them top of each other? Oh, him! <laughs> I, I mean, I get I have like to think the about machine that. made boyfriend with the oh, cool haircut yeah, and like the trendy that. jeans. I can totally <laughs> That's see the that. The first thing I thought of. I can totally see that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Edge of 17. Really, really good movie. Go see it. Uh, we're going to do two shows this week. Uh, be sure to listen to our other one where we reviewed Allied, the new movie with Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. And this is the part of the show where we talk about what else we've been watching this week. I have one particular thing I really, really want to talk about. So I'll let you go. And, and all three of us have watched this, so we can all talk about it. Uh, but Rachel, I'll let you go first. What have you watched this week that you want to talk about? Um, I'll bring up, I started watching Black Mirror. I love Black Mirror. Not a fan. What? Just never liked it. It's a modern British I know, Twilight Zone. I know. I just really not. I just didn't like it. But I, I think it's kind of fascenating. I love actually. Black Mirror. Well, a lot of people I know do. It just wasn't. I, I just didn't. I didn't think I was going to get into it. it, and now I'm kind of addicted to it. Are you watching it because I told you to watch it, or? Did a few people have told okay. me to watch it now. Um, My brother has hounded me for like three years, ever since Ex Machina came out. Mm. He's like, this reminds me of Black Mirror. you got to watch Black Mirror. So I've watched about half of them. Yeah, it's like a, it. – it is a modern-day Twilight Zone. But I like that it's not – Twilight Zone had a lot of um, like supernatural stuff. Yeah. was the mystery in a lot of them. This is just kind of like if this technology existed, this type of scenario could happen. Right. Uh, it's a lot of stuff like that, and uh, I think they're kind of fascinating. I'm now, did you start from the very beginning, yeah. or did you start in like so? No, I wh- started season one. So where are you at on it? Season two, episode one. There's, there's only there's only four ep- three or four episodes in the first season. Okay, and then I think there's four, and then five, and then six. Okay, that they is keep- correct. Okay, that okay. is correct. So well, there's four, four, and then six, and then it looks like season four is not out yet. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, now that's one show where I've jumped around. Like my brother keeps telling me, oh. like, because you can the, do that, right? Because they're, they're completely unrelated, yeah. not at all. So I've only done that because my brother has told me you have to specifically watch these right. certain ones. So I've watched certain ones. Uh, any standouts that you want to want to mention? Uh, the the one that kind of stuck with me was one where <clears throat> there's a chip that's implanted in people's heads and they can replay. It, it like films everything that happens in your Ooh. life so you can replay those moments over amazing. again. So it ends up being an argument between a husband and wife, but that's a difficult argument to have when you can rewind things and uh, watch things. Yeah. And there's a situation going on where the husband thinks that the wife is cheating on him. And so he's going back and watching like every movement, mm. every how she responds to him, the reactions, like just... And you would do that. You would yeah. do that kind of thing. And you're like, man, this guy is just losing it. Like, mm-hmm. 
So it's just kind of interesting to see all of that, that is, unfold. And yeah. so it's it's most of the ones that I watched from season one and the first one of season two are kind of technology based kind yeah. of things like that. The episode that you just talked about is on the first season, the entire history of you. Yeah, that's cool. Gotcha. I'm gonna have to watch that one. My it's, brother did. It's really. I thought it was one. really interesting. See, I I watched it in order. Well, I only saw the first season, I guess, and I definitely didn't like the first episode of the first season, which was where there's the political figure having to have sex with the pig. It was weird. Yeah, and then this, the that's next one. That's a weird way to start it. Oh it's yeah, a weird. Like, but it pilot. it brought up a. If he didn't do it, somebody was going to die. Not, uh, not even just somebody. The princess was going to uh, die. Well, so it would come no, about. It became no, about pride and you know that kind of stuff. No, I'm Public again. opinion and what things it, like that. Um, cut your nose to spite your face or whatever. Oh, right, right, Something yeah. similar yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think it's really interesting. Yeah, and show. what's cool is they they have like guest stars that you know random. Like I know that one of the ones I watched had Bryce Dallas Howard in it. Uh, Actually, homeboy from Ex Machina. He's been in a million things. Dom, Domin Hall Gleason. Yes, uh, he's in one of them. Like they, they get names too uh, as guest stars. It's good. It's yeah. a good show. A dig. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I, I'm with you. I actually need to catch up and watch the rest of them. I'm a fan. Jacob, what have you watched this week? Um, I'm going to talk about Warren Beatty's new movie that just came out. Oh, you saw it. Yeah, I went and saw it before I saw Edge of Seventeen tonight. Oh, did you really? Rules yeah, don't so apply. Rules don't apply. Uh, written and directed. Wait, written? Yeah, written. <laughs> written and directed by Warren Beatty, who People has forget that he has does this. not directed a movie since Bullworth, and I think Bullworth was nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, acted in a movie since. No, Bullworth was the last movie he acted in. Okay, and then I don't think he's directed a movie probably since shoot. <laughs> Dick Tracy, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It it's been be it's been forever. Either way, it's been a while. So, like, I mean, I, I think Warren Beatty is a Hollywood icon. He He's is. a historical, you he know, is. figure in movies. Um, and he was like the Bachelor for a long time. He was like Hollywood's Bachelor for a while. Really? Oh yeah, he, that was like his nickname or whatever. Really? I mean, there's a lot. Like, you know, what's unfortunate is that there's probably a lot of movies that we haven't seen with Warren Beatty in it. Like, I know Dick Tracy was a big fan of that. Bugsy's great yeah. movie. Yeah, Bugsy. I actually really like Bullworth. I tried to. Yeah. I, I was watching it here a while back, but it was late at night and I fell asleep. You know, and Reds. so Reds. Your Reds is a good movie. That was like the best picture. Uh, yeah, Heaven Can Wait was a good flick. My yeah. mom watched it all the time when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, uh, Rules on Applied, uh, here's the uh, description of it on IMDb. An unconventional love story of an inspiring actress, her determined driver, and the eccentric billionaire who they work for. Yeah, well, that eccentric billionaire they choose to leave out is Howard Hughes. Do y'all know anything <laughs> about this movie? I actually don't. I'm actually looking either. it up as you're talking about it because I actually have not. Well, you know, it's getting very mediocre ratings. Um, you know, IMDb has got it at uh, 59 by the critics, 60, you know, 6.3 by the fans. I think it's mm. about a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's pretty like much that. mixed reviews. Um, and I'm, and I'm right there with it. Like they're definitely, uh, I think it's technically done very well. I think Warren Beatty is a very good director. I usually liked anything that he did anyway. Yeah, same here. Um, I think the acting, well, our, your main characters are Lily Collins who plays Marla Mabry. Uh, obviously Warren Beatty who plays Howard Hughes and, um, Alden Aaron Rick, Reich, Rich Reich, I don't know, plays Frank Forbes, and he's going to be our new Han Solo. You know, and that's some right. of the reason I wanted to see this oh, also. Oh, yeah, and that I, makes sense. I, I, I was coming around. Hell I was wondering Caesar. why you saw it. Well, I saw, you know, Hell Caesar earlier this year, which he's the first time I've seen him in anything. Right. And then 
you know, I knew he was going to be in this too. I really more so wanted to see a Warren Beatty movie again. Right. Uh, but I knew that he was going to be in it. It's like, all right, why is this guy being cast as Han Solo? He just right. doesn't strike me as a Harrison figure, Harrison Ford type figure. Um, and it's also got Matthew Broderick who uh, plays a Matthew similar Broderick? role. I didn't know Matthew Broderick was in this. Yeah, he plays a similar role to as uh, Alden uh, Ehrenreich does. Hmm. Uh, in that they're both, they both um, are kind of butlers or they work for Howard Hughes. Um, like, Alden, he I'm going to just call him Alden because I keep screwing up his last name. <laughs> uh, he drives uh, cars for for both Howard Hughes, but mainly he drives around a lot of the actresses uh, that maybe are being bankrolled for by Howard Hughes. You know, he brought in a lot of women to play in all these movies, but some of them would never get in front of the screen. So, what would they become? They're just sitting around in Hollywood getting money from him, but at what disposal? And you know, you can think about where that where that might go down, right? Right. If anyone here ever saw The Aviator, uh, the Martin Scorsese yep. film starring um, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio, Leo. Um, <laughs> another another take on Howard Hughes, and I think it was much more dark. Uh, it was a lot harder on Howard Hughes. There's really not a lot of humor in there. And you saw, like, this guy lost it you oh, know, yeah. in the end in that movie. Okay, he definitely is repetitive and eccentric and, a, a, you know, this, this figure – uh, who, yeah, he was huge in Hollywood, but man, he really kind of became out there in the end. Uh, but he was funnier. He was more jovial. And I was kind of reading a little bit about that. Like in real life he was? or Well, that's the thing. When I was uh, reading about it, it was um, Leonard Maltin who who reviews a lot of movies he teaches in Berkeley. Oh, yeah. His um, you, you know? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I grew up watching Leonard Maltin. Really? Oh, yeah. He used to have a TV show. Cool. I didn't like, know a, like a movie review. You know. Show. Back in the 50s. Yeah, that's right. That's before I was born. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's got like a, the Leonard Maltin's Guide to Movies is like one of like the premier movie books to own. I actually own one of his. He he does like an updated version every year. Well, he, he was merely saying that even Howard Hughes, Hughes, people that work for him have different opinions of him. They all remember him in different ways. So that's not even accurate. No one knows the real accurate because maybe he was bipolar. Yeah, I don't know if he was. He look, he probably was never diagnosed with being bipolar, but maybe he was all over the place. Huh. You know, so so it's, it's so we don't know cool. if he ever just stood in the mirror and said the way of the future, the way, the way of the future, future, the way the, the, way future, the future, right, the, way of the future, right. But there are definitely times in this movie where Warren Beatty repeats himself four times in a row. Oh, it's really? It's like whoa, weird. Yeah, uh, but it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, inevitably the movie I thought it was kind of corny, cheesy acting at time. Um, except Warren Beatty, he was great. Okay, I, was I loved ask, Warren yeah. Beatty. Yeah. And honestly, I think it'd be cool if he were nominated in this movie. I think yeah. he'd be deserving anyway. It's one of the better um, acting um, roles I've seen this year. Um, the other two characters, they were just okay. Really, like it was a lot more cheesy the first half of the film and became a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. But like it was kind of all over the place too. And additionally, you don't really know who your main character is. You don't know. I mean, it very closely follows all three, both Alden. Uh, Lily Collins and Warren Beatty, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't know which one to focus on. So Weird. it's a little scatterbrained. I yeah, think. Uh, and it tries to cut back and forth. And look, we're covering a time period, I believe, of ten to fifteen years in this movie, and really, it, it's just kind of kind of derails a little bit towards the end. But it's good to see Warren Beatty back in a movie again, and um, I'd like to see him again. You know, like a rebirth. It's it probably won't happen. He's nah, always been kind of distant kinda or yeah. independent. Uh, as far as Hollywood uh, actors go, but you know, it it, it was okay. It was yeah. good. He must have really had some sort of passion about this 
project though for him to come out of the woodwork and well and write they, and direct they the said movie. is well this is what another thing leonard malton had written about was like, well, don't you find it funny that an independent character is playing harold hughes an independent character way earlier on in hollywood history yeah no that's a good call so yeah, that's true. It's appropriate really yeah uh, I'll end up seeing it, uh, despite the mixed reviews. I think I'm interested enough in hearing you talking about it. Well, it's to, nice to also in, in in the years we have now, where everything's comic books and Star Wars and whatever that we have, you know, a period piece. You yeah, know, which there's a couple period pieces out right now. Yeah, there you is. Know, it's nice. Yeah, my what I watched this week that I want to talk about is Westworld. Are you both? Gosh, I'm not caught up. Oh, man. no. I've been busy, and I'm like, I haven't seen Dude, the last five episodes. You haven't seen the last five? Well, the last so time we talked about Westworld, I was very kind of annoyed at the repetition of you it. You were. And so I just had been turned off and trying to do other things, and so I just didn't get back on it. But I kept <sighs> seeing people saying, oh, my God, it's getting better. Oh, man, it's, it's Dude, it's whatever. so good. All right, you're just going to have to walk out of the room for about five minutes. <laughs> Earmuffs. No, we, 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 we I think, can we talk about this without spoiling things? I think we can, right? Let, let's what's talk the in general. Not according to Rachel's let, face. Let, let, yeah. <laughs> but what's the point? Uh, okay, let, let's, let's talk about it in generalities. The, the season as a whole and the finale, what were your overall feelings on, on Westworld? Where do, would you say it ranks? I'm just kidding. I've seen it. Have you really? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where would you say it ranks, uh, you know, last several years, the, the new big shows that have come out? Uh, where would it rank for you, um, and and what did you think of the season as a whole? I mean, if, as far as shows that have come out recently, this is going to be the. I mean, this is going to be the next best show on other than Game of Thrones, right, which yeah. is what HBO is banking on. With yeah, the, it is with the money they're spending on. Oh it. yeah, um, I I thought they did really well. Uh, there's a lot to explain, and there's a lot of different avenues. There's a lot of characters to introduce people to like it's a big task it is. to steer this show and i thought that they did a really good job um i actually don't know who the showrunners are for it do you uh, all you? i know is jonathan nolan um christopher nolan's brother is kind of yeah. heading the ship well that's legit so uh, yeah. well he's doing a great job yeah i thought it, i think it's really interesting i think it's something different than what we're used to seeing and i'm excited to see where it's going to go i thought that michael Crichton, very original yeah he he yeah. wrote the it's based on his, his yeah i know but story. it's story yeah of course he's not with us anymore so i mean it it's it's based on his original Isn't story the movie though as well he, he wrote really, yeah he wrote and directed the, the original movie right yeah, yeah. And, and so it's it's loosely based on it's kind of the template like right. okay so here's the basic but here's you know, the world we're working with. right here's, and and but like as far as characters and right. stuff that goes it's it's quite a you know an hour and a half movie versus a series that they're expecting seven seasons of hbo has taken it and ran with it yeah i i, I just want to say i was really satisfied with the ending they i read that they didn't know whether they were going to be renewed or not it's a lot of money and they didn't know if it was going to pick up fast enough for them to keep investing that money into it and obviously it has so they wrote the ending where they tied up a lot of loose ends but introduced enough things that you want to see what's going to happen going right. forward and it would have been irritating to not be able to see that if it didn't get renewed yeah you're but, right it, it did tie up enough loose ends and kind of leave you with but a i think that's that, good because i think it it got enough answers for a lot of people that want answers really quickly, yeah. 
but still made it very clear that there's a lot of different ways that this can go at any moment. So. I'm excited about the show. Yeah. I, I think it's the best. It's the biggest world we've seen in a show since Game of Thrones. Yeah. As far as world building goes. Fantastic Beasts didn't do that for you? <laughs> and where to find them? <laughs> no. No, it didn't. And uh, the acting is great. I was actually reading on awardsdaily.com, which is one of my favorite uh, places to go. It, they kind of predict Oscars and Emmys and, and all those things. And they're predicting Westworld to get nominated for a bunch of stuff, including it Best should. Series. Uh, and a lot of the acting. Tandy Newton... Uh, is almost certainly going to get nominated as well as Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, they Here's predict. the deal, though. They're going to have the same problem as Game of Thrones. Big ensemble cast, hard to win. Yeah. Because you're up against a lot of people in your own show in the same category. I, I will say, I think, to me, Tandy Newton uh, and probably Anthony Hopkins and Jeffrey Wright were the standouts for Jeffrey me. Jeffrey Wright person. was really, really good. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright was outstanding. And we're not going to say what. Uh, but the last thing I want to say about it, I love the world building. I love all the mystery. I love it's, it's finally a show again where you, it's one that I like, I watch it and then I want to talk to people about it. And like, yeah. oh, what do you think this? Yeah. This, we haven't had one a lot of those of in a while. Are meaning things like, yeah. like the maze for, I'll just, the maze means something. Right. Well, what does that mean? Right. The man in black. Who is he? What is he? What, what's his purpose? Right. What is he doing? And I will say this. The only thing I'll say is there are some, some major twists in the last few episodes, and they all delivered for me. Yeah, I agree. So, so you should you should catch watch up. It. Yeah, yeah, you should absolutely catch up. Yeah, and it's sci-fi. I mean, you I know. love sci-fi. I know, and I like Michael Crichton. And you like Michael Crichton. And, and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I know. I know. And Ed Harris. You and, said Harris. Yeah, then. Ed Harris, who's awesome in it. Yep. Yes, Dude. Right. Yeah, you got to watch it, the second half of the season. I like the whole thing, but the second half of the season was better than the first half of the season. Agreed. All right, so that is Westworld, a must-watch. If you want to hear something kind of cool, yes. Uh, Ed Harris's <laughs> brother lives in Norman, and yeah. um, I used to see him from time to time. And I was talking to him the other oh. day, and he told me that he had talked to his brother, and that um, that he didn't even know where the story was going to go. Really? Yeah, so that's me name-dropping right there. Guys. Nice. Yeah. Were you like, oh, that's interesting. I watched like the first two episodes, and I was confused, and I stopped watching. No, that was – that was. Uh, <laughs> this is all when I was still kind of watching. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to tell you that Olivia Munn's dad sent me a postcard reminding me to get my eyes checked. Nice. Oh, nice. What happened to you, Brandon? Uh, um, hold on, hold You're on. You're so cool, Rachel. <laughs> I. Uh, He's like Charlton Heston, my buddy. <laughs> Actually, the uh, the lady that served me at oh, Starbucks. The lady that served me at Starbucks. She looked sort of like Joan Cusack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brandon wins, man. Yeah. I can't compete with that. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> we are Pulp Fiction. Be sure to listen to our review of Allied as well, the movie with Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. That is just getting very mediocre reviews and buzz. We will. That sounds exciting, guys. <laughs> Come say, back. Yeah. Yeah, Come back and listen about <laughs> hey, no that. No one else is reviewing movie. it, though. So yeah, yeah. Nobody else is excited enough about this movie to review it, so we're doing it. A lot of yeah. people didn't even know it existed. <laughs> We are Pulp Fiction. <laughs>